Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Let's get to today's message. Love to have you play a part in making a difference. That's my announcement. So let's get into the message. We've been working through, this is week five of a six-week series that, that Pastor Aaron has been working through called Predecide, that we want to make better choices to have a better life. He's, he's been working through the first four. Today, I get uh, faithful. And what's cool is like all of our songs this morning were noticeably about God's faithfulness. And we'll come back to that on the back end. But, but, um, but this is where we're going to focus today. I am faithful. Now, if you could choose one word, a one-word goal to achieve in life, what word would you choose? I think about this with my kids. I've got an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old, and, and uh, well, I want them to be successful. I want them to be happy. I want them to be influential. These are, these are things that I feel as a parent um, should, should happen for our kids. I want that for my kids. I want, I want that for me. It doesn't seem too outlandish, right, to, to want to be successful, to be influential, to be happy. But when I, when I pop those words into a line from Scripture, into, into the words that, that Jesus said, it, it sounds like this. In, in light of my kids. Well done, my good and successful child. Well done, my good and influential child. Well done, my good and happy child. It just doesn't seem to land quite right, does it? It seems a little bit lacking, not necessarily uh, satisfying and, and a little bit flat, that, that, the words that the words that I want them to hear is well done, my good and faithful child. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And this morning, we get to, to look at what it means to pre-decide being faithful, that the quality of our decisions determine the quality of our life. We've looked at ready, consistent, devoted, generous. Today, we look at faithful. Next week, Kyle gets to, to finish with finisher. But this morning, we get to look at what it means to be faithful. Now, now faithfulness, Faithfulness can be seen as not being unfaithful, relegated to not doing something bad. If I look at it in light of my marriage, uh, in the context of marriage, me not cheating is me being faithful. That we can have the argument that, that me not cheating is me being faithful. But in reality, me not cheating is just me not being unfaithful. That it's, that, that it's, it's just me not doing something, not necessarily me doing something. That it's not, I am faithful to my wife by not sleeping around. In reality, I'm just being, not being unfaithful. And it's not the same as being faithful. Being faithful to my wife looks like a lot of things. Uh, maybe some of these things you can relate to, hopefully. Um, being faithful to my wife means I am sexually faithful to her. And I pursue, I pursue only her. That... That, I, that from a financial perspective, I manage the finances well. I am faithful to her by managing our finances well. That I am faithful to, to do the things that support the plans that we have and the focus that we have. I consider how it is that she wants to eat, and I'm faithful to her by making the food that, that she wants to eat. I'm faithful to her by making coffee at night so it's ready in the morning when she wakes up. I am faithful to her... Um, to put the toilet seat down when I'm done. <laughs> Usually. Guys, do you do that when your wife is not in the house? 
when she's gone for a couple days, I still put the seat down. I'm, I am faithful. I do these things because I'm faithful to her. I love her. And I want more for us. I want better for us. And when I am faithful, when I am doing these things, we get more. We get better. That 26 years uh, of marriage isn't like, oh, we're on the downward slope. You know, it's just, just like all downhill from here. It's, it's freaking awesome from here. And it's getting better. It's getting better. But that's not an accident. It, being faithful takes thought. It takes thought. It takes intention. It takes discipline. That, that being faithful has a foundation and has an eye on an outcome and our responses that, that we choose are, help us land at that outcome. It doesn't guarantee that we're going to get there, but, but I'm going to make choices that will get us closer to that outcome. And what that means is that being faithful is never accidental. You can accidentally do the right thing, but you can't accidentally be faithful. Being faithful is a disciplined choice. And unfortunately, when we're not making those di- disciplined choices, that, that if, we're, if, we, if we lose focus on the being faithful, we just kind of like drift. We can slowly drift. Granted, there are times where we can make horrible choices and get over here really, really fast. But, but in reality, it's, it's often just like small steps away. That our trajectory is, is really to what is easy. When it comes to being faithful in, in any area, um, we can step away from faithfulness because we go for the things that are easy, the things that are comfortable. What's convenient, that these small choices towards comfort and pleasure um, is, is where we kind of shift to. And, and I would call that a default choice, a, de- a, a default response. That when it comes to faithfulness, that's a disciplined response. We have to be intentional about it. But our default responses can take us away from that place. Uh, COVID, anybody gain weight? So much weight. So much weight I gained. It was, uh, it was like I saw numbers that I had never seen before. And, and that was not an intentional choice. It was just like I stopped thinking about it. It wasn't going out. We weren't, we weren't going anywhere. It was just like, well, we got all this food at home, and we'll just eat it. Not exercising. And and, and not that I was having that thought process of, well, I'm not exercising, so I might as well just eat food. But in, in, this, in this place where we were, where we were isolated or, or locked down, um, it was just easy to drift, to, to step away from, from being faithful in how I was eating or how I was exercising. Ultimately, being faithful takes thought. It takes intention. It takes discipline. And it has that foundation uh, on, a, on a core belief and an eye on the outcome. I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Does anybody know what this is? Some people know what this is. This is a culture playbook. I'm going to be referencing the culture playbook. Simple Church has created a culture playbook which focuses on uh, BBO, beliefs, behaviors, and outcomes. And, and, and these are intentional behaviors that are built on a, a core belief that shoot for an intentional outcome. And, and I'll just be referencing a couple of these today, but, but if you're looking to be faithful, these are, these are some steps. These are some areas to focus on in your life that it's like, oh, I can do this. I can be intentional in this area and, and take a step, a step in, in faithfulness and see how, how the outcome changes. 
and, and be taking these initial steps to, to hearing, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want, I want to hear that. I want, I want to hear that. I want, I want to come before God and have those words said to me. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So let's look at what it means to be faithful and how we live it out. Scripture talks about faithfulness in our lives in, in, in three groups that we're going to look at today. First one is how we treat people. The second one is how we steward our resources. And the third is how we respond to God. And in light of those three, every interaction is an opportunity to add value. Every resource is an opportunity to multiply. And every prompting is an opportunity to obey God. The first one, every interaction is an opportunity to add value. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I have a deep-seated desire to add value. And as I say that, I, can know, I know what my face looks like. That, 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 that desire is probably not necessarily... Uh, from a default place in a, in, a, in a good position. I need to add value. I, I, I have that in my gut. Um, I, I need to add value. I also have this innate ability to do and say things that lead me down paths of apologies. Raise your hand if you've got an apology for me. As you see. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you need an apology from me. <laughs> However, I will encourage you to go to the Connect Center after service and, and have a conversation with me. Because if, if I need to make an apology, I would love to. But know that laughter and sarcasm, while I am very intimate with, are not necessarily my best allies. <laughs> that would be my wife. And she's not laughing because I'm lying. Yes, that, that, that these characteristics tap into my desire for entertainment and the joy of the awkward. Um, but, but they don't get me to where I believe God wants me to be. If I look at this verse, I'm just going to like reword this verse in a way that my default way, my, my default person would say this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your, my mouth unless it's really funny to me but only what is helpful for building others up according to my needs, that it may show others how much they benefit from me. That's my default. That's if, if, if I'm not focused on, on being faithful, if I'm not focused on scripture like this, my response is that. It's a, it's a selfish response. When I interact with others, it's, it can shift to what I need. I'm going to give you what I need. I'm going to give you what I think you need. You might be able to relate to that. But, but your response to others might be something different. Your interaction with others might look different than mine, but, but still out of line of what it would be to be faithful. Maybe you are a, you are a BCD-er. BCD, blame, complain, defend. That Your default response might be to blame. Your default response might be to complain. Your default response might be to defend. Maybe you trash talk others. Use harsh words, sharp sarcasm. Know that you're probably not adding value. So what does adding value look like? What would I am faithful look like here? 
So in our culture playbook, we've got this belief in connection, this, a, a belief in connection with others. And to see a faithful response reflecting Ephesians 4.29, we need to be having intentional conversations that include effective listening and active caring, that, that we've got that in there in our culture playbook specifically for this reason, that, that, uh, that if I'm looking at Ephesians 4.29, we want to say what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. If you've got the opportunity to have a conversation with someone, what could it look like if we're, we're taking it from the place that Paul is sharing here in Ephesians? How do we discover what a need is? We acknowledge the opportunity in front of someone to listen, to ask questions, to be curious in a way that you can discover their needs, to pray with them, to encourage them. I am faithful in this area allows us to have passionate relationships with others, this relational impact, hearing and seeing those around you in a way that, that they can feel you care about them that you love them, that that adds value. I'm going to assume that, that you know the people that listen. People that listen well. It feels different. There is, there is something significant when you're having a conversation with someone and, and their default response is just, they got to get out the next story. I got I to gotta share how I've got, I've got something. I, got, I, I can top that. That sounds good. I can, I can beat that. I had something even cooler than that. Or sitting across from someone where they're curious. They might not have the answer to your problem, but, but having that, that relational connection that, that somebody is curious and listening and, and might have a word of encouragement for you. That might have the right prayer for you. That, 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 is, something, that is something different. I believe that is, is, is what it looks like in, in Ephesians 4.29 there. You might be saying, like, well, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to, how to have the answers. I, I want to share stuff, and I, and I don't know what to share. So what do I do then? And I can just look at James 1.19. When in doubt, rely on James 1.19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That that right there is a massive gift. That right there adds value. Not just to the conversation, but, but to to someone else's life there, to listen, to pay attention, to not jump in and take the opportunity to, to add value in that conversation. Who are the people in your lives that need a response like this? Who are the people in your lives that, that you have the opportunity to, to connect with in a way that offers value beyond the way that that society would say we need to add value by, by solving problems and giving stuff. Who in your life is coming up that you're going to have an interaction with that you can make a difference by being faithful to the scripture? Because every interaction is an opportunity to add value. Every resource is also an opportunity to multiply. In Matthew 25, we get to hear Jesus share a parable on on bags of gold that the, the, the master hands out. So I'm not going to read through all the verses. I'm going to try to give you the cliff notes. Uh, the, the master gives his servants chunks of gold. So one guy gets five, one guy gets two, one guy gets one. And, and, 
and they're in charge of that, and he wants to see it multiply, and so he sends them out. The guy with five, he goes out, and he multiplies. He comes back with five more. The guy with two, he multiplies. He comes back with two more. And, and, the, and the master sees this, and he comes back, and he says to them, his master replied, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And then the guy that had the one, that guy was a little scared, and he just like packed it in the ground because he knew his, his, his master was, was hard, and he wanted to make sure that he brought him back as one. He brought him back as one. The master looks at him, and he goes, you wicked and lazy servants, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received some interest on it. I'm going to share with you my, my first area of gratefulness when it comes to these verses. This story is not saying that the quantity of stuff is the key. The quantity of the stuff is not the key. That the response of faithfulness is not in the quantity, but in seizing the opportunity to multiply what we've already been given. That, that's a relief. I might only have the one. Well, well, what can I do with the one? I can't do a whole lot with the one. But if I'm looking at, this, at these verses realistically, it's like, no, he's given me the one. I can do something with this one. And it doesn't matter if, if you've got 10 and you've got 100. I've got the one. He's given me the one. What have you been given? What have you been given? And how can you be faithful with what you have been given? What does multiplying our resources look like? When it comes to our culture playbook, we've got a section on generosity. And generosity, it's faithfully steward time, treasure, and talent. What are your opportunities to steward your time, your treasure, and talent in a way that pays off dividends? The thing that you cling to the tightest may be the thing that you're sticking in the ground and holding back from growing. So this story is probably going to sound horrible. So I'm going to pick out one of my things, and it's my time. Uh, some of you have been in grow groups with me, and I share this with all the people that are in grow groups with me. Uh, on the night of my grow groups, up until you show up at my door, I'm hoping everybody doesn't show up. My default response, listen clearly, my default response is, I would rather not have any of you come because I, I would prefer to sit in my recliner and watch stupid TV. That is... That is my trajectory, my slow step into comfort and ease. Um, but know that my default part of me is always saying that up until you show up. Also know that that is not what I say after you've left. I've never thought after a grow group, oh, I really wish they hadn't come. That was, that was horrible. I would have preferred... Um, but I cling, I cling to my time. I, I cling to my time. It is, it is uh, such a default response in me that, that I, I know it. I know it. I see it. And I have to work to step out of it. But, but when I am faithful, when I do steward my time well, when I do open up my home for grow groups, um, things are different. Things change. That, 
that I can, I love being able to look at the faces in this room of people that I've been in grow groups for and, and, and thought, thank, thank you for coming. Thank you for, for allowing me to, to invest my time here because not only do I hope that it benefits you, but that it benefits me as well, that, that relationships grow and, and I get more opportunities. If we look at other areas when it comes to time, treasure, and talent, we can, we can see how people are, are investing, are, are multiplying, using their, this stuff to, to, to see more things happen. So we're, we're watching the, the cafe change. We're, we're watching this, this building slowly change. Um, but, but watching the cafe change, if you're, if you're not a part of, uh, if you're not on the Dream Team, if you're not in our base camp, if you're interested in participating more and being a part of it, I would encourage you to, to go through Growth Track or fill out a Connect card and we'll get you connected. But, but as we're watching uh, the cafe change, we've got a variety of people that are using their time, talent, and treasure to see that change. That this money, we've got people showing up to paint. Are they painting more painting and stuff? And it's cool seeing names pop up. I'm not showing up because it's, I probably should show up. <laughs> my wife, so I get, to, yes, my wife did show up for one of them. So I get, do I get credit? No. Oh. This is stupid. That. Amen. <laughs> now, yeah, we're, we're out of here. I'm done. Um, <laughs> but if we look at the people that are, are, are giving their time and their talents and treasures to see that space change. They're not paid. They're not employees. They're, they're coming here because they want to steward their resources well to make a difference. If we look at, uh, so your opportunity with Holiday Hope, you get the opportunity to, to steward your, your time and your treasures to, to make a difference. And the people that are serving on the team already, None of them are paid. There are people that are coming in because they have a desire to see a difference made with, with the resources that they have. They're having an, you're having an impact. Instead of taking this stuff and just stash, sticking it aside, stashing it in a closet, hoarding it for some other time, they are, they are looking for the opportunity to see that play out, to grab that opportunity, to make a difference. I am faithful in this area displays our, our trust in God. To, to give up our time, to give up our treasures, and to use our talents for things that are not just selfishly for us, that, that, that displays our trust in God and allows us to impact the world in a significant way. What resources do you have that need to be uh, out there and multiplying? Because every resource is an opportunity to multiply. And then every prompting is an opportunity to obey God. So obedience, obedience is like a yucky word, right? It's like, oh, obedience. Obedience is, it's not a yucky word, but it's similar to faithfulness in that you can't accidentally be obedient. You can, again, you can accidentally do the right thing, but you can't accidentally be obedient. And in this case, when we're looking at um, every prompting is an opportunity to obey God, that first off, that means that you You've got to be in God's word. That, that part of uh, the, 
every resource is an opportunity to multiply your time, that, that your time in God's word will help you understand what it is that you're supposed to do and how it is that you're supposed to obey. Acts 20, says, and now compelled by the spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. This is, this is not a statement where, the, where he's just winging it. He's got a relationship with God. He, is, he knows his word, he's in prayer, and he's responding to it. Psalm 119 says, keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. I have chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your regulations. I cling to your laws. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. These, these verses here are not, they're, they're not separate from Scripture. They're not separate from a relationship with God that, that uh, I've, I've chosen to be faithful. I've determined to live by your regulations. I don't know what they are, but I'm determined to live by your regulations. If you're not in his word, you're not going to know what it is that he desires for you. In our culture playbook, the belief in, in growth plays out in prayerful obedience to God's word with an outcome of being more like Jesus every day. And that goes back to our belief in connection with God, that, that we have a passionate relationship with him. How do you respond to God's word? When you're, when you're in scripture, do you, do you look at it as, oh, this is a really good story, I checked my box and I'm good to go? Or do you look at his word and, and prayerfully ask, okay, so what am I supposed to do? How is it that I'm supposed to move? How is it that in faith I can follow after you? The encouragement here is that, that God is faithful. That he's, he's going to let you know that, that these, these steps of obedience, these steps of faith might be uncomfortable and risky, a little bit scary, but, but he's faithful. He's saying, come, come this way. Come take this step. 1 Corinthians 1 says, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. He is faithful. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God, thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you, Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly await for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. In relationship with him, you will hear the prompting that, that he... He wants you to be faithful. He is faithful, and he is going to help you along. But if you're not connected there, it's near impossible. So you have this opportunity to, to pre-decide. I am faithful. I am faithful to add value. I am faithful to multiply. I am faithful in obedience. I am faithful to seize the opportunities that are, that are before me. And knowing that as you seize one, as you respond to the opportunities before you in a faithful way, more opportunities will come. That you might have a small step to take. Starting down that path. So what, so what can it look like to pre-decide I am faithful? Here are three pre-decisions. First, 
pre-decide to pause. Second, pre-decide to pray. There's so many. Pre-decide to step. That first one, pre-decide to pause. This is uh, an intentional pause rather than running on default mode, rather than just like coasting through life or, or, or steering towards comfort that, that, um, that you're not really paying attention to what's going on around you, to the people, to the resources, to the promptings around you, that you have to pre-decide to pause. Think of those areas that, that uh, you just need to take a moment and pause. It might be coming into church on a Sunday morning. As you walk into church, you pause that you shift out of default mode and kicked in, kick into a discipline mode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause right here for a moment. That, that when you walk into the grocery store, you might, wa- might want to pause. That when you get your paycheck, you pause. When you're getting ready to turn on the TV, you pause. When you open up your Bible to get your check mark for the day taken care of, that you pause. Think about the situations or circumstances circumstances that tend to pass on by without any consideration and pre-decide to pause. And then follow up that pause with the pre-decision to pray. Father, what is the opportunity here? Not is there an opportunity here. What is the opportunity here? Is there, is there something that, that needs my time or my expertise or my treasure is there a person here that, that needs an ear to hear or a word of encouragement? Is there an opportunity for me to, to respond to what I'm hearing you say through your word? Is there an opportunity for me to be faithful in this moment? That you pause and you pray and see what's there. What is the prompting? And that third one is pre-decide to step. There's the challenge of coming out of default mode and into a discipline mode. I can pause, I can pray, I can see the opportunity and go, eh, I don't do that. But if, but if we pre-decide to step towards the prompting, if we pre-decide to, to say, okay, here we go, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on this ledge right here, and that's the step I need to take. I don't know exactly what that all means. But I want to be faithful, and I know that you're faithful. I'm going to take the step, and let's see what happens. That taking the step and seeing what happens is giving the opportunity for that resource to, to multiply, whatever it is, to be obedient in faith to, to God's prompting, to make a difference in the lives around us and in the kingdom. But if we don't step, or if we step backwards, that's just, that's just that dude with the one coin that's like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to stick it over here. And give it back. And hear the lovely words scrolling because it's just, um, you wicked, lazy servant. I don't want that. I don't think you want that. I believe that, that you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many. You've got the opportunity to pause. You've got the opportunity to pray, and you've got the opportunity to step up, to, to step out of your default mode and into a discipline mode. It could be scary, uncomfortable, and intimidating. And that, that moment you decide to step might be uh, an extended moment or lead to even 
more scary, uncomfortable, and intimidating moments. But it will also get you to, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many. Come and share in your master's happiness. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your encouragement. I thank you for the leading to step out of my comfort zone and into your comfort zone. I pray that as I say I pray that we it's 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 really an I for me too. I pray that I pray that we're paying attention. I pray that that we are looking for the opportunities to be faithful. I pray that we're looking for the opportunities that highlight your faithfulness. I'd like to say that I know everything that you've got planned for, for me, but, but I don't. But I know that you know everything you've got planned for me and that you are a faithful God. I pray that... I pray that I follow after you well. I pray that I'm paying attention to the, the people around me, the opportunities around me, to you around me. And I respond in a way that makes you pleased, that, that makes you want to say, well done. I pray for that for all of us here, that, that today we find that first step, that first opportunity to, to step into more. You've got more for us. I pray for more for us, Father. Transform us to be more like Jesus and have the impact on the world that you desire us to have. And for some of you, that step of faith might be today in, in beginning a relationship with Jesus. As you may be here today, not totally sure what he's got for you, not exactly sure all about him, but, but that you can hear the prompting. You can hear the Holy Spirit say, today's, your, today's the day. Today's the day you take that first step in faith so that you can see all the other steps of faith that he's going to provide for you and how faithful he is. If that's you this morning, 
I'm going to offer up a prayer. The prayer is not magic. It's, it's, the, it's the belief in, in Jesus Christ who lived and died and came back to life for us that we can be in relationship with him and that we can walk in faith. We can walk in his power. But if that's you, follow along in this prayer and we can all pray along together. Father, I thank you for this morning. Today, I take my first step of faith. My first step following after you. Thank you for being faithful. And I look forward to seeing what you've got for me. I give you the praise. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope it has given you hope and helped you know God a little bit more. The goal of this podcast is to reach beyond our walls and connect with people far from God. If you'd like to join us in doing that, there are several ways for you to get involved. First, you can pray for us as a church. Prayer is our first response and our greatest resource. Pray for opportunities that we can boldly step into, make a difference in our community and around the world as we proclaim the good news of Jesus. Second, share this episode on your social media accounts and directly with your friends. It's easy to do through whatever platform you're currently using to listen to this message. Just click share and follow the prompts. Finally, you can support the mission through your generosity. The best part about this is that it's also an act of worship where you express the priority of your love for God and others through your finances. Links to give are in the show notes or simply visit www.mysimple.church giving. We are so thankful you joined us today. Hope you'll consider joining the mission of our church in some way. Thank you again, and we'll see you at next week's episode.